welcome back to Get Real Gaming. It's the show where we get real, talking about the latest and greatest in video game news reviews and releases. I'm your host, Richard, and joining me today, he's the the double dash partner in crime on the back of my card. It's Lawrence. You're, you're going that's, to... the, that's an old reference. Not is. a lot of people might not get. Well, they'll get it soon enough. How are you doing today, Lawrence? Uh, I'm t- I'm all right, but I'm tired. How about you? Oh, why, why are you tired? You've been busy. You're busy, man. I've had a very stressful day, but it's all sorted. Oh, very good. It's all sorted. Very good. I, 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 got, I, I got too overexcited last night about some gameplay reveals, and, oh. and it tired me out. It tired you out big time. Tired me out. Very good. How very are you? Good. Yes, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. We've had, I've had quite a good uh, video game week this week, Lawrence. I'm able to talk about quite a lot this week, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, you talk while I go have a nap. <laughs> He's reclining in his chair. Uh, very good. Okay, well, before I do that, Lawrence, we should probably talk about what's come out this week, within the last week. Uh, so, Has uh, Elden Ring came out yet? Uh, no, oh, yeah. that came out a few weeks ago, Lawrence. You're behind. You're behind. Oh. Oh, you're behind the times now. I'm behind the um, times. What year is it? I can't believe this, Lawrence. But um, GTA Five came out this. Week. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I know it came oh. out because I bloody bought God, it. God, is this 2009 again? <laughs> I've got it. When I've got did GTA Five? Jesus Christ! It was, I it was, it was to a, see the difference. That was a ten dollar upgrade, wasn't it? Ten pound upgrade. Sorry, eight, eight, eight pound upgrade. Oh, it's only eight quid. Yeah. Okay. Then, did you play it yet, or have you? I played a little bit of it. Okay, and well, what are your thoughts? It's GTA Five, isn't it? It's exactly, it's exactly what say. it is. Yeah, it's the same old. I reckon. Same I reckon it should be free to play at this point. I mean, it. Should. I mean, the, the the online is free for the PlayStation users for the first three months. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think it should just be free to play in general. They make so much money off of all the. Uh, GTA Right, so there you go. That's GTA 5. We've had also a game called Phantom Breaker Omnia come out. Not sure what that is. It's a fighting game, apparently. Uh, The Cruel King and the Great Hero, an RPG game, has come out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, A bit of a weird... A bit of a weird, weird selection there. Selection there, yeah. And then we've had Tunic come out, which I want to talk about today. That came out yes. on the 16th. I've been playing Tunic, and I've, I was waiting for Tunic for a while, and I've got things to say about it. Okay, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Whoa. You're the Persona guy, Lawrence. What's going on? It's 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 a beat-em-up game. I'm not really into oh, it. Oh, it's a beat-em-up one, right. But it's yeah. also it's out on the Switch, PS4, and PC. Where's Xbox's uh, Persona? Quota Xbox, Xbox barely get uh, Xbox never get Persona. It's always been PlayStation. I suppose there's no audience. On I guess. I mean, oh no, there's audience. The Xbox, Xbox. fans want want Persona, but it's. I think like Atlas has got a deal with Nintendo and Sony. I think um. they keep it all Japanese or something. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know. Like it's okay. just a bit shifty, you know. Right. Oh, we'll put it on Sony and Nintendo on like the the only. Yep. Japanese consoles in the West. Yes. Xbox, Sodom. We don't need them. Don't need it. But it is... Well, they are putting stuff on PC, so maybe yeah, soon. I was just about to say that. Okay. And then also Monster Energy Supercross 5, the racing game. 
Oh, well, my game of the year. Monsters own. Uh, oh, jeez. Monsters own um, racing game. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think Monster owns the race. I think it's just the sponsor. You think so? They just the put actual yeah, okay. thing. So there's another interesting game looking here. Anno Muta- Mu- oh, Mutation. Yes. Oh, what, yes. I know an Anno. Action, I know Anno. This is an action RPG game. I know Anno. Anno, Anno is... If, if it's the same Anno, I think it is. I know. Let me take a look. No, it's not. It's not the same Anno that. It, 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 no. Why are you using the same Anno name? Get out! It's You're weird, not, that, isn't it? Shouldn't it be something? They shouldn't. They're not allowed to say Anno if they, it's not. I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure they shouldn't. They're not allowed to say Anno. It's, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's exactly the same name. Yeah, it's, but technically, it's, it's got Mutagem on it. So okay, yeah. Technically, I don't know. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Neutrogen, isn't that like a Neutrogen? Yeah, I know Neutrogen. Neutrogen. And then Strangers um, of Paradise Final Fantasy oh, Origin yes, is out that's today. Came out. That's came out. Oh, I've got the demo. You got the Very demo? Good. Oh, okay. So what's this <laughs> then? No, obviously, right. this is obviously a Final Fantasy game. Do you, but do is you, there man, any... do you remember that uh, Final Fantasy? We were all like, what the f- what? Honestly, no. I don't have the brain space to remember well, those kind of things at the moment. Oh, it's basically it is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy. Oh, interesting! But it's not. It's an action RPG by Team Ninja, right? And they all talk super serious, but as if it's the same text from the NES games. So it's really cringy dialogue. Oh, right. Like for example, someone turns around and be like. I am a dark elf, and da, 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 da. and the main character will be like, I don't have time for this, and right. just walks off. Amazing. That's classic uh, RPG talk, though. That's like yeah. PlayStation 2, Grandia, or PlayStation 1. Grandia. PlayStation 1 and yeah. SNES. And, mm-hmm. But it's that, but with next, like, not next, but like current gen graphics. Right. Is current gen the next gen graphics at this point in time, Lawrence? What what's your body oh, take on that? I don't think so anymore. I think, you don't I think, think so. Well, you well, think, do you think there's a defining um, gap between? Are we in the next generation of video game graphics currently, Lawrence? Yes or no? Everyone's using RTX, so I think we're in a midpoint. We're not yes. there yet, but we're getting there. It's not a full transition just yet. It's not a full transition. No, no. we're mid. Well, we're midway we're through. Mid- you you we'll could take. say you could say that this podcast is not quite next gen it's quite mid as well because is it quite mid well, it, well in the sense of <laughs> what are you trying to say in the, in the sense of that you know you've got a, an rtx 3070 and, and you've got a mid. ps5 <laughs> and an xbox series s well, and, and i sit here you'll, still you'll, with a you'll have to wait and see what you get for your birthday well, it won't be an RTX 3070, I'll tell well, you that right maybe. now. you never know, you never know. All right, I'll hold you to that now, you said it. I never said which birthday. All right, <laughs> the one in 12 years when it's now not RTX, it's STX, because it's obviously RS, S is afterwards. Or, or is it SRTX? SRTX, oh no, it'll just be RTX Pro or something. Watch now, just go back to like, yeah, we're not using letters, we'll just be calling it G-Force. Yeah, we'll just be calling we'll it the G-Force, yeah. Wasn't there a, a movie with hamsters called G-Force or something? What was that? Yeah, there was. was. <laughs> <laughs> that and is now, a really weird callback. Yeah, and now... There was a um, game on it as well. And now NVIDIA get to enjoy Now NVIDIA that. gets to license yes. hamsters. Yes. The world needs uh, bigger heroes, Lawrence. That's the tagline of G-Force. 
There still... was a game on it as well for the PlayStation 3. We, obviously, with GeForce graphics. With GeForce <laughs> graphics. <laughs> it says awesome experience 3D on the box. Of course oh. it is. <laughs> <laughs> um right so well enough about games of the past right? so what have you been playing in the current day this week i've actually not been playing many games this week i've oh, been more working on um making 3d stuff so right you've been blending but i have been keeping up with the news and keeping up with leaks and um goodness videos me. and stuff like that i have literally staring right at me in the face a 44-minute video of Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. What, like, like a, of gameplay? Proper gameplay. Oh, right, interesting. But, but of course, uh, you've been watching everything. that, but not playing that. That's yeah. kind of like passively playing a game. Could we consider playing, that these days as passively, passively playing a game? Could you possibly? I don't know. Uh, There's so no. many controversial <laughs> questions that need answering in this episode, Laura. I, I would say no, purely because if you're passively what passively playing, you'd be playing it through like something like uh, SharePlay on the PlayStation, or or like one of those games that you can that's Pass like an idle, like an idle game or something. Yeah, like Cookie Clicker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or AFK Arena or some. Well, I can tell something. you what, this 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 looks pretty damn good. This Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars games look Very pretty good. damn good. Well, I was traveling this week, Lawrence, and I still managed to cram in enough video game conversation for us both this week. So don't you worry, we have plenty to talk about. I played about. a bit of Halo. You did? Very good. Yeah. When? Uh, they're in there. Right. You didn't, you didn't bloody invite me to... Well, you were asleep. Well, what time are you bloody playing Halo? Uh, about four in the morning when I couldn't oh, sleep. Oh, I definitely was definitely asleep then, Lawrence. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, uh, I do wish to be playing Elden Ring more, but this week, I- I'll tell you what I've been playing, and then we can get onto some news and we can talk about it later. So, um, uh, this week I have been, of course, as I mentioned, uh, been playing Tunic, the new uh, game that's on Xbox Game Pass and PC. I think on Steam it's like 25 quid, but if you have Game Pass, you just download it. Um, I didn't know this, but it's actually only made by one guy. So the whole game was made by one person, uh, and it took him six years to develop it. I mean, I suppose you're seeing that more and more nowadays, a lot Mm. of solo developers. Yeah. So it's kind of like... From the look of it, that's that's very impressive. Yeah, graphically, it's really nice. It's got a really nice kind of low poly yet, not like... It still looks polished, low poly Mm -hmm. sort of. Um, And it's kind of like a top-down, isometric-based action adventure zelda puzzle dungeon elden ring like game yeah there's a lot of things in one sentence there but essentially there's elden rings and souls like style um battles and like boss fights and kind of those enemies where you're limited to your your life as a resource until you have to be a bit more tactical and learn kind of the enemies uh, the way that the enemies kind of move around and stuff. But at the same time, it's got like puzzles and dungeons and stuff that remind you a lot of Zelda. And older Zelda's a bit like Link's Awakening and stuff like that. So, um, it kind I of. I do have a question for you. Okay. Though. All right, go on. Will it have a HD collection on the Switch? Uh, well, Zelda won't. So, probably not. Oh, well. If it's supposed to be a Zelda like, then it certainly will follow the tropes of those and not have one. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it was good. I, I, I do have criticism of it. 
But I do. I was enjoying it. I did play about three and a half hours of it last night. So oh, that's quite a lot. I got through the first boss and onto the second area. So, um, and 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 it is presented in a really cute style where you basically you, you basically start the game like with no instruction. And you find, like, as you progress, you will find pieces of an instruction manual that tell you kind of how to play the game. But the game has its own language, and so most of it is completely uh, blocked by, you know, it obviously needs translating, so you can't really figure out what it's trying to say. But there's enough hints and clues to to get you through stuff. Um, I do feel, like, a bit purposeless playing it at the moment still. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about uh, Tunic a little bit more later, but... Um, because I have a lot to talk about. But also today, um, I was playing the new Mario Kart map. Ooh, the the yes. new courses that came out. I have these downloaded on my Switch. You're waiting to be played. Oh, we should we should multiplay these. We we should we should definitely multiplay these. When we can. Um we yeah. Can. I've I've played them. I played them last night. They went live at eleven PM last night in our time. But um How are they? They're all right. They're not like groundbreaking, but they're not bad. The graphically, I mean, they're, they're only tracks, so the graphically they're better than when they showed them off. So they have worked on them a bit since then, but they still don't have kind of the level of quality that you get from a normal race course. That is a that that seems to be the ongoing trend with Nintendo. They show something off without much polish, mm. and then when you buy it, it seems to have an extra lick of polish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it kind of over delivers because it promises one thing under and then delivers something a bit more. Which that is, sounds like a sneaky tactic of ever bloody heard one. But go well, ahead. If, well, if it works, it works. I mean, so the, the other thing about it is, I guess, is that um, yeah, people talking online about how they don't really really like them, maybe or not, but because it's a product you have to buy again. There's a, there's a, this is a lot of like twenty four ninety nines floating about at the moment. But yeah, but yeah it's twenty four ninety nine and uh, UK pounds. We're talking, sorry by the way, to everyone else. But um, yeah, I think that the way someone said it online was pretty good, which is saying that it's not that it's bad; it's just efficient and and it's and you can tell that it was quote unquote just efficient to do it. You know, when you when you're paying that much for the for the tracks or you have the expansion pass. It's yeah. not like you feel like they've really gone far out of their way to, to do it. It just feels like they've gone a little bit out of the way. It's a bit inconvenient, but it's also quite efficient to do it this way. Yeah. And so that always leaves a little bit of a, a sting in the back of your of your neck as you insert your credit card details from your... Oh. Put in your... Get your little booster oh, pack here no, for your no, Mario Kart. No, 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 no. But... Tracks are tracks. I like that. Tracks um, are tracks. That is true. Tracks, tracks are, are indeed tracks. Tra- are tracks. They have some. Funnily in- enough, they have some interesting, um, like, mechanics where there's one track. I think it's the Paris Promenade one. It's the first track in the first um, set. And mm-hmm. the third lap, you actually end up going back on yourself. So you're if you're oh. in first, you're actually almost. You know, you could collide with the races because the track is has different paths throughout each lap so there's some interesting stuff there it's just yeah, yeah it, interesting. it's just the fact that people are a little bit like yeah it's new mario tracks but also it's a little bit like you know it's not new content it's 
it's polished content. Where's Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where's this, that, the other? Yeah. Buddy. So where's why, this? Is Ocarina of Time going to be in the whole game Hall of Fame? Who knows? But uh, yeah, okay. We're so the hasty collection of Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I played that, and also I know I'm not done yet. So bloody hell! And so also this, this role week, reversal? I played the demo because it's only a demo right now of a game being published by Devolver Digital called Terranil. Terranil. This is a sort of puzzly, top-down strategy style environmental friendly game where you it, it, it is if you want to put it into the what it actually says yeah reverse city builder about ecosystem reconstruction that's actually pretty yeah reverse city builder it's not too bad but you do have to build it up and then break it back down yeah. again so you start looks really good yeah so you start off in a wasteland and you kind of are basically drop shipped in on this wasteland i mean you as in like you're overlooking the scene you're you're like god or whatever Uh, but you're basically building and constructing uh on cracked dry ground and then all of a sudden you're like adding water and then you're you're fertilizing the soil again and then you're making flowers and plants grow and then maybe you're kind of like terraform terraforming in a way yeah so but you have to do it in like a biological and ecological way and there's certain oh. kind of like you have to make a certain amount of wetlands and a certain amount of forest land. And then maybe you have to burn some of the forest down. But then with the ashes, you can make more dense forests of different kinds that host different kind of animals. So you build it up to the point where you've got loads of these buildings sprawled about the the um, the wasteland. The, you also have to do like power and stuff. So you have to kind of it's, it's puzzly in the sense of you have limited resources, but you have to kind of stretch your buildings out to, to meet as much of the areas as possible. So there, there is like resource management and puzzling in there as well. And then so you, so you you build everything up um, and then you basically then start building an airship. And then what you have to do is start recycling all of the things that you had built. So if you have all these machines and all these power grids that and everything that made all of this happen, all the water towers and all the whatever it is, they have some crazy, obviously, fantasy machines. You start recycling those, and then a little boat will take you back to where they're building an airship, and it will just reuse the resources to build your airship until the point where there's nothing left. You've just got a nice, beautiful, newly formed uh, terra scape or ecosystem where you can now see birds flying over. They've got, like, deers and bears in the forests and fish in the water and all that stuff. And then you basically get in your ship once there's nothing left to, to recycle and you fly off and it's completely like a, like you just completely leave it empty and just full of new life. And it, it sounds like a very good advocate for uh, recycling and eco-friendliness and yeah. like global global warming and all that. Yeah. It sounds great. It sounds like a, re- like a really chill, zen kind of game it was really relaxing yeah it had some nice music and it and it just made you feel good about what you were doing in the game like like it just made you once you started removing all of the stuff that you'd built in order to make the ecosystem mm-hmm. and you started to see kind of what was left was actually like look at what you've done you've turned this desolate like derelict wasteland and you've turned it into a beautiful forest with rivers that you can excavate yourself and stuff and you just kind of end up flying away slowly from that. You just look back at it and go, yeah, I did that. That's sick. So That's it's really cool. good. I've, there's no release date yet for the game or anything. I've not seen any. Mm. Um, 
But the demo's great and it's free. So if you uh, have a Steam account, you want to give it a go, it's a good time. Hmm. I'm going to have to give that a, a look-see when I can. Right. On to some news, Lawrence. Yes. Uh, before we go we're actually into the news, okay. I'd like to report on this this Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga gameplay stuff. Okay. Because I've, I've finally seen lightsaber combat. Okay. Uh, I'm about to see some ship stuff. Um, yeah. It good. It good. It real good. It real it good. It real, real good. So the, the ship combat looks sound like it, it looks kind of like if you remember battlefront 2 the not the original the, the remake mm. it's kind of looks like that kind of looking um like is it is things. it like third third person lego it, like it is ship third fighting person lego ship fighting kind of thingy right the lightsaber combat is amazing like okay i saw one of versus count dooku where anakin's like swinging his lightsaber and then it goes into like the camera comes in and you've got to like mash Y and they just do like these really quick, um, like film esque attacks. Right. Kind of like on. those, um, what's it called? With the kind of the cinematic moments yeah. where you have to kind of respond with a button press. Yeah. Kind of like, um, yeah, like uh, quick time events. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, and now, now I'm looking at, um, Coruscant. Yeah. The, the main world. And they've just unleashed a rancor around the place, and now they're running around as a rancor. Oh, right. And it it looks very good. Very, very polished. Visually, it's obviously going to be super impressive. But when was... What was the last Lego game that you played, personally? Lego Harry Potter about a year ago. Okay, so... And you think that um, the mechanics of this new game as a Star Wars game is like more than we used to get because i i didn't really play a hundred percent this is this is like it's definitely got lego like the lego the old style lego stuff where you can switch between characters and you make characters and be all wacky and stuff like that but the graphics look amazing the combat has been completely revamped right they've got ship combat which like in this style we've never had like it used to be like top down you could fly all that stuff yeah but this is what what I'm seeing, if and this is 100% gameplay, you can literally go up, like, out of the planet, and you can look around in space. You can see other ships flying about, and you can go literally everywhere. It's, it is an open-world Star Wars game, just yeah. in Lego. Um, yeah. This, this, is, this is definitely a must-buy for either Lego games or, or Star Wars. Um. Uh, I was going to say as well, is there any multiplayer to this or is it all single player? Be- there is this split screen multiplayer. Split screen uh, multiplayer, right. Split screen multiplayer. <laughs> it's, it's kind yeah. of a, would, it's a bit of a shame maybe that they couldn't introduce kind of a co-op online multiplayer. I think feature. there might be online co-op. I'm just researching it now. Right. Um, it will not have any online multiplayer. That is um, a huge a shame, miss. But I can understand why. Why? Because if you're going to think of it this way, there's kind of like two modes. One which is like you can, you can play through the episodic like Star Wars. Yeah. And then you've got the free roam. Now, if you've got someone in Coruscant and someone in Hoth, the host computer or console will have to generate all that and then sync the games together. Yeah, I So suppose. it messes up progression. 
But maybe they could have done it so that you have to stay close by still and just work together and things and go also, travel, I mean, travel there, together. There might, there might be ways to do it. There might be mm. ways to get around it. Like I know the PlayStation share stuff. I could literally like I could literally have that PlayStation. True. That's true. You could, yeah. And you do it through co-op on Steam. You do it through that remote play kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure if Xbox has got anything like that, but... Mm. It does. I mean, it's not the the experience split screen at home is not going to be a bad one. Like, if you want to play... No. Because that, I mean, at the end of the day, like, a Lego game, as much as it is for people who have been Star Wars fans and Lego fans forever, it is also, like, for kids, you know? So the split screen side of it is probably enough. It's kind of... It's it's now, at this point, got to everyone. And (laughs) I've just seen here... So they've, they've so they've light speeded into or hype speeded into uh, Hoth, like into up there above Hoth, and they've activated uh, something called Galaxy Rave, right? Where <laughs> where the planets got like these glowing, like all the planets are now turning into like these glowing kind of light balls. All the stars are now like just disco lights, and you go down, and everyone's having a party. Amazing. Of course, so it's it's got that Lego charm. It's the only um, it's the only time Disney will allow a company or corporation to do this kind of stuff <laughs> officially with Star Wars. It's literally yeah. the only chance we'll get of of enjoying it in this way. So um, well, it looks great. Yes, yeah. awesome, very good. That's Lego Star Wars. When is Lego Star Wars coming out again? April fifth. There you go. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be picking up a copy for sure. <laughs> From what I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Elden Ring. Ring of the Elden. Elden Ring. We've got to get the SEO somewhere. We do, yeah. Um, basically, on PC, it's been struggling. Oh, and, yes. and it has been struggling for a little bit. But yes, it has. Valve have apparently improved Elden Ring on the Steam Deck specifically. Oh, that's nice of them. Um, I'm not entirely sure what they've done. Um, it just says that they've uh, worked around some of the problems, um, some of the issues that were previously reported by players, stuttering frame rate issues. Um, basically, a lot of the the actual Linux Proton side errors that could mm-hmm. be fixed from the Steam Deck have been fixed. So uh, I'm not sure how that is going to affect the PC Windows version of the game and whether that is still... Uh, still a problem. I'm sure they're working on it because obviously right now it's one of the biggest games going still. Yeah, um, and it probably will be for the next few months. Would, yeah, would not surprise me for there for the next few months. Yeah. And actually, I I would love to be able to play Corp on this at some point, but we'll have to see. Yes, because yes. because um, I only found out yesterday that it was you could play it with like yeah. four people. Yeah, Everyone you can play, just... play more than four people. You can summon. I think there's like six or eight people decided to help with bosses and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to do more of what we said we would do this year, Lawrence. Play more Souls-like games. Tunic being one of them in this case, but also Mm. also like the the Elden Rings, definitely. The Ring of Elden. Well, in between now and the last podcast. Oh, yeah, which was only three days ago. Three days ago. (laughs) We've had another state of play. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, before so, that podcast, <laughs> yeah, but before that one, 
for that yeah. one. We yeah. had another state of play. We had two states of plays. What? In two weeks. Why would they do that? Why would they not just do one? Because they're mad lads, that's why. Why would they just, why would they do that? Well, this state of play was specific. The latest one, which was, was very specific on Hogwarts Legacy, which okay. I'll get into in a minute. Right. The other one was more of overall, like more, like overall, what's happening in like uh, Japan kind of land, right? What they what they're bringing to the PlayStation, which showed the, the Strangers of Paradise demo, uh, some Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, we saw a bit of Forspoken. Okay. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga Collection, which is coming to other platforms. Okay. Uh, including Switch. Okay. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, which, okay. And, uh, of course, Gundam Evolution brings its free-to-play FPS action to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. When's that coming out? In 2022. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Are we, we recording this podcast my, my, four years in advance? We've... My, my brain kind of just stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god help oh i'm having a stroke oh no Jeez. um yeah it's a gundam evolution is coming uh all it says is 2022 so okay fair enough well the thing and is oh 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 no never different gundam is my it, mistake is it really just a a first person shooter just skinned as gundam that's my worry because possibly it's, that's kind of the vibe I got. There was no reason for them to be Gundams. It was just like, they just were. I mean, if, if I could show you the screenshot, if you didn't know it was Gundam, it looked like Overwatch. Yeah. I think... Maybe it's Overwatch too. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that, yeah, so we're literally looking at something that looks like an Overwatch user interface in a first-person user. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's just like basic sci-fi building with... But your avatar is that of a Gundam, and you've got abilities that could maybe line up with something you could name after a Gundam thing. Yeah. And I'm just worried about that, because I'm becoming more and more enthusiastic about Gundam as we move forward through 2020. Oh, one. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, that's never going away, is it? Well, we'll see. That's going to go on a t-shirt somewhere. Speaking of things that could go on t-shirts, Lawrence, how would you like a picture of of an Android phone with Apex Legends running on it as a t-shirt? <laughs> well, that's a shame because Apex Legends is coming to Android soon. Where's the T-shirt involved? In no, it's just stuff? segue. It's just a segue. I'm, I'm very confused. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, you, you can pre-register now <laughs> to play Apex Legends Mobile. <laughs> you know, like a graphic team. But imagine oh. the graphic is like an anime cartoon. You know what? Phone. Leave. Just leave the transitions to me. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you so it's coming, to, it's coming to Android, is it? Apparently so, and you can sign up for pre-registration to play it on the phone. I don't know what how that's going to well, look. From one terrible franchise to the next, ah, yes. currently Warcraft's getting a mobile game in May. And what, oh, is it going to be a 
It's not going to be World of Warcraft in a mobile game, though, is it? It's going to be like... We have no idea. All oh. it says in this, on the roadmap given by Warcraft is a May mobile game reveal. Right. Well, speaking of... Mortal again, isn't it? Speaking of games... <laughs> speaking... <laughs> Here we go. We're going to try again. Games? What's that, then? Speaking of games... <laughs> What's that, that being developed all? by controversial people on the internet... I'm sorry. Hogwarts Legacy gameplay has been revealed with plot details, etc. You wanted to talk about Harry Potter. This is your chance to. I did. You, so this yeah. is your chance, guys. This is your segue into that. Yeah. This is my segue. There's been, there's been 14 minutes of gameplay revealed, apparently. Yeah, this Hogwarts is the state Legacy. of play. This was the state of play stuff, was it? This is the state of play right, stuff. Let's dive yes. deeper into. This one got me. Very excited. What did we see? Very excited. It's a Harry Potter Harry. RPG. What is going on, Lawrence? You need to give us... So... Get specific. So... I've been a fan of the of Harry Potter games since the bloody Philosopher's Throne. The, like, the, the, the Sylvester Stallone Stone. Sylvester Stallone one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, The one good. where he came in and go, Voldemort, we need to go... Oh, no, that's Arnie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hogwarts Legacy. It's uh, set in the late 1800s, so it's way before anything that you know we've seen before. Okay, it is a full-on single-player action RPG, okay. including like there's a character creator. You get to be sorted into one of the houses, and you get to go into like the common rooms and stuff like that. You can roam the whole castle. Okay, every nook and cranny of it. And right. outside the castle, so you get to go out to like Hogsmeade and like the other locations and stuff like that. Uh, you get to take part in Hogwarts, uh, like you get to take part in classes, um, gossip with people, have magic duels. Uh, some Quidditch might balls in, might balls in there. Okay. There's also, well, as we found out, there is a potential like space builder, so you can build like a house and have creatures and stuff like that. There's a whole talent system. There's spells in it. There's a morality system. There's a night and day cycle. There's seasons. There's there's so much to this bloody game. At some point, there might be a minutes, story. There, there is. There's a massive story, apparently, weaving through it. It's very story-driven. Mm. And 14 minutes is apparently only a glimpse, but they managed to cram so much into it. Okay. It, it's insane. Mm. It's very exciting. And when I looked back at it after picking my jaw off the floor. Yes. It, the art style and the way that they're like kind of framing it, it reminds me very much of Fable. Okay. Chicken chaser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Kind of like walking around, talking to vendors and... Uh, making relationships with people and, and stuff like that. And it, it, it looks fantastic. It looks absolutely fantastic for action RPG story fans and Harry Potter fans. You get your, get your own wand. You do. Do you get to wave it around? You do. Do you think someone will be doing that with a, a ring fit adventure controller at some point? <laughs> I hope so. It's a, bit, so. it's a bit worrying that this is going to be on Switch, though, don't you think? Aren't you, aren't you a little uh, bit like... Yeah. Are you a bit I like, think, how can well, this I be going on? I think that's going to be the cloud version. It's not. Is it's that, not a cloud version. There's a physical a copy, version, apparently. It might, well, it might be the downgraded 
graphical version. Oh, well, it'll 100% be downgraded, uh, but it's just kind of like how much of the balancing act is downgrading the just the Switch version and downgrading the whole... Well, the, the Switch version will not be the optimal way to play it, that's for sure. Right. Um, I would say the PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S, which is what they are built for. Um, right. the, I think they're built for the the new consoles and then brought it downwards as they've gone down. Right. Um, but it, it, yeah, it, it looks... It looks like the Harry Potter game that a lot of people, me included, have been waiting for. Very good. Um, and I'm very excited. And that comes out holiday 2022, which I will be buying the collector's edition. I don't care how much it is. It's going to be bought. You're I one of it. those people. It's, there it's, we go. it's giving me the same. Do you remember how excited I was for Cyberpunk? Yes. Basically, same for Hogwarts Legacy. Do you also remember how disappointed you were when Cyberpunk came out? <laughs> I wasn't disappointed. I finished the game. <laughs> that's, it was a very good game. Those are two different things. Finishing the game and being disappointed are two very different things. I mean, I'm disappointed in life, but you don't see me. Oh my being that, goodness! Do you? That's enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move on to something a bit more wholesome, Lawrence. Let, 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 actually, let me show. Let me let me show you these graphics. Let me show you these graphics. I'm going to have to look at graphics and describe them live. Okay, well, we're looking about the, the, those, those, not those pictures. Those pictures. So the art style for this for this game, it, very reminiscent of like Fable, Fable Two. As in, like of. the quality of the texture. <laughs> so, <laughs> like what, like Fable? You say the like graphics, the art are... style, like the same, like art style esque kind right. of thing. Okay. Like, like this, this, this is probably more. Akin to it, the, the shopkeeper, which is in, is in the, the gameplay trailer. Let's have a look. Here we go. It just looks okay. I can see this on the Switch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, I mean, we are still we're still in the midpoint of graphics. Yeah, very still much. mid generation. <laughs> no, it could look worse. Um, it could look better, but it could look worse. Um, I would say this reminds me of uh, GTA Five on. The Xbox 360. That's what it reminds I mean, me the, of. Graphically. The environments look great. The characters maybe need a little bit more work. Yeah, the environments are looking really nice. The lighting, especially on the forest here, is looking very, very cinematically exposed. And uh, when you look at the actual animation of it, the, the, the dynamic lighting from the spells makes the environment look great. But yeah. Just don't look at people too closely. That's Isn't that the whole the say. whole point is that you could be somebody talking to other people? Why would yes. you avoid worrying about? <laughs> this is this is uh, this this is why we get real on this show, Lords. We could break it this down. Is, this is why we get real. So we, we do, do it. break it down. It looks good we enough. Break it down. Listen, and break it, people. It looks adequate, and it's a big game. So you just got to bear in mind there was a wow. lot. There's a lot of of work to have been done. This very much reminds me of Fable. This 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 specific picture reminds me of okay. Like Lawrence is sending stone. me a new picture now. I have a, it has arrived and it is it's like a town at night I with it's Hogsmeade. At Hogsmeade night. at night. There's some nice uh, reflections on pebbled cobblestone floor with some wet wet reflections and a fire and there's a little there's little string lights going over the houses over the top. Yes, it does look a little bit fable-esque in that way, but that's more—that's more just the period that it's set in, I guess. Than the, I suppose, yeah. Well, um, yeah, 
I mean, this is what it's kind of like the whole building. But um, yeah, if like Tim Burton, yes, yeah, if Fable was made in today's, in, you know, the the graphics mid generation of the day, this is what I would expect it I to mean, look like. I mean, it bloody well is, but wait, well, we're still waiting, Phil, 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 right. Very good. Well, it does look good. good. We'll hear more about it soon, I'm sure. We'll see more. Um, yes, you will all hear about it, because I will scream it from the rooftops. Right, well, let's Wingardium Levios over to a different part of uh, the gaming oh, world. That was pretty good. All right, you rate that one, do you? I'll give you that one. All right, very good. So, <clears throat> I know I mentioned um, Apex Legends coming on to mobiles. Another... Don't tell me there's more Apex news. No, but there is another game coming to... Uh, to the Android device soon. And it's Stardew Valley. It's not already on Android. It's not already on Android, but it is on its way to Android. And then the developer said he's going to be porting it to basically all devices, so iPhone will get it. And But why? Be- for accessibility, so you can play wherever well, you are. Everyone that wants to play Stardew Valley Portable has got a Switch. Yeah, but they... they He's improving the game. Uh, Stardew Valley players will soon be able to move their house and pet area. That's also something that's happening. So he's improving the game and he's adding it to more devices. So if you don't have a Switch, then you can download it on your bloody phone and give it a go on your phone. How would you want to play it on your phone? That's the last place you'd want to play Stardew Valley. Well, I'm pretty sure that if you can play Apex Legends on your phone, you can definitely play Stardew Valley. Why would you play Apex Legends on your phone? Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, it's happening. Oh, we don't have okay. to like it. We just have to know it exists. I wish I didn't know. I wish I, wish I didn't have to know it existed. I'd, I'd wish we just. I wish I could just delete that from my memory. We're gonna have to do a little oh. sync clap because I've just I've stopped oh. my recording back. Oh bloody <laughs> hell! He's not. Oh, he's biffed it. Biffed it. Right, give us a clap. Biffed Three, two, Three, two, one. Two, one. I didn't clap. You did. <laughs> Yeah, I know you didn't. You're doing this? What's this? Well, I was going to clap, but I was counting down, and you were counting down, and then I didn't know. Yeah, we know. had to sync the countdown. Oh, sh- God. Right, do it again, though. It's off you go. Three, two, one. Right, that'll do. That's all I need. It's fine. I don't need a second one. All right, what else is going on in the news today, Lawrence? Me going to clip you around the back of the ear. That's what's going to be bloody going on this. Very bloody good. Bloody, bloody. So, um, interesting... Uh, I've just read this. The do you, obviously with the with the with the still ongoing conflict that's happening in the world today. Yes. The uh, developer for Stalker, Stalker Two, which was meant to be uh, you know halted, has renamed their uh, has re- renamed the game. Right. Okay. So they've they've changed the branding and stuff. They've they've gone somewhere um, else with it. They, they, they have. <laughs> it's a subtle change. They, they've changed the sequel subtitle to uh, "Heart of Chernobyl." Oh, instead of Chernobyl. Oh, I see. So they've they've made the decision they've to changed it to the Ukrainian spelling instead of the Russian spelling. Oh my God! Right? Okay. That I is, understand. Wow. That's a big move. That is, yeah, that that's heavy. That is a bit heavy, isn't it? Oof. Mm, well, Ugh. interesting. On to more garbage. Uh, roller champions. S- sorry? You heard of it? No. 
Now it's Ubisoft's Rocket League meets Ro- Roller Derby game is delayed again. Shock. Who really cares? No one, <laughs> no one really cares. No one. I don't Ubisoft, think. just give up. Just on, on Ubisoft. Ubisoft, honey, sit down. <laughs> we need to talk. Sell your assets and go away because you don't know what you're doing. Nope. But they're um they're they're working on this new this new tech apparently that will be able to make really large limitless worlds or something. Cloud based gaming production tool. I don't know if that's it, but um it could be. I just I have just looked at looked at it when I searched Ubisoft. Let's have a look at this. Okay. Uh says in the panel, oh, it's GDC next week. It's bloody GDC oh, next week, Laurie. Can you believe GDC is oh. next week? Is it really GDC already? Bloody oh. For people that don't know what GDC is, it's a game developer conference. It's where a lot of the big company developers get together and share findings and, and discussions about things. And it's it's interesting. It's right. always an interesting if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, it's basically it's more of try. They're trying to make landscapes like how Microsoft Flight Sim does it. Oh, okay. Um, or Google Maps. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's more of like they're using machine, like players' machines will tap into su- supercomputing capabilities of the cloud. Okay. To generate like the land around them. Okay, fair enough. Understandable. Yeah. Have a nice day. It's it's already been done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised Microsoft so, don't have like a patent on it or something. That seems like um, can Ubisoft just stop? Off? What would they do with it? What would they do with that technology? What do you think? They'd make a No Man's make, Sky, make an open world Assassin's Creed, an open world uh, limitless Assassin's Creed, where the further you go ahead you travel through time apparently Ubisoft's new tech may ne- may mean never downloading a patch again that's not true that's Probably. just a load of garbage it's it's not a game engine it's a production tool that opens up a world of possibilities for cloud online gaming right uh, so, just a load of garbage basically it's talking out their ass yeah basically it's just marketing spiel because Ubisoft hasn't been in the news recently there you go that's how yeah. we get real that's how we do it Lawrence. Uh, that is how we get real and you know what Ubisoft should stay out the news. In fact, they should just stay out the game industry. Just you know, go away. We'll, just, we'll, just go away. We'll keep them out. Get real from now on. That's how we'll do it. Give you know, give Assassin's Creed to me and piss off. Very good. Uh, Microsoft. Then let's go somewhere else. Um, Phil, where's Fable? They have been talking, and uh, this week about Microsoft's direct storage. Have you heard about Uh-oh. this? There is no. a new API called Microsoft Direct Storage. It will speed up game loads on Windows 10 and 11. Uh, The API is now available to game developers. Um, It basically allows... Well, this is the the quote from Engadget, but Direct Storage Mm. leverages the speed of modern NVMe SSDs, which are the little rectangular, smaller, thinner ones. Yeah, the small small ones. It looks like RAM kind of mistakes. Yeah, but they can deliver multiple gigabytes per second. So you, they can leverage that to load games faster than ever, basically. Oh. Um, as Microsoft explains, current storage APIs weren't optimized for modern games data. Loading methods mm-hmm. and create bottlenecks 
the length and loading times, even for those who do have an NVMe SSD. In addition, most gaming assets need to be decompressed before they're sent to the GPU for rendering. Direct storage solves those issues by processing multiple in-out requests needed to load assets into batches and by using the best current and future decompression technologies. See, that's useful. There you go. That's technology you should be investing in. Not bloody, oh, we're going to make worlds better by using the cloud. We don't have sufficient enough networking for that shit anymore, Ubisoft. But here we are again, talking mid-generation. We're talking about about the future of gaming. That's the issue. That's the issue of games. They're too thinking mid-generation to think bloody next-generation. All games are too bloody mid right now. They're too bloody, bloody mid. mid. Get out of mid. Come when on. do you think, by the way, just out of curiosity, PlayStation are going to do like a mid-tier PlayStation 5? Because I'm guessing oh. I'm guessing Xbox aren't going to do one because they've got the Series well, S. They've got one. No, no, they've got a digital one, right? But they've, get, they've only got the PS4. And in order to go from mid-generation to next-generation, well, Sony they, are going to have to... PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah, but that's not... That's not next generation it's still old generation it's still old graphics I, rendering i don't think it they will because it goes against their whole design like philosophy like they've got the playstation 5 which is the core and then they're going to make another playstation 5 which is going to be better than that in like five ten years time but the issue we've got currently is that they're not getting enough units out so that's why they've got to make every developer go you've got to put it on playstation 4 as well right yeah i mean so I, as soon as we get enough units out we won't see stuff for PlayStation 4, but it won't be for like another four or five years. I know, but then we'll be more than, I guess we'll be further through a, a, a generation at that point. You know, we'll be yeah, um, seven, unless, eight years in. Unless, unless they just like start having cycles of 15 to 20 years. That would be awful. That would be would honestly be awful. be awful. But that's what I mean. Like, So they're going to have but to then, make like a slimmer... Again, Cloud tech would mean that you might not have to upgrade your console. I you think the cloud, like, the cloud cloud tech is going to hit a limit because because people don't have the the internet capacity. There's there's too many bottlenecks. There's the the data centers just where the games have got to be played from. There's the internet between you and and that data center. You know there's. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Like I struggle to play cloud game. Like while I was so oh so this is this is a good thing to to bring this up in. So while I was in London, because I was in London throughout the last week, which is where I, where I've been playing games from essentially on my MacBook, I left mm-hmm. my PC on at home, and instead of using Steam Link, which is what I was gonna do to stream games, I actually downloaded Parsec and used Parsec. The, yeah, uh, it's like a free. Uh, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of developed for gaming as a tool yeah. uh, to kind of stream your desktop. Uh, I know that the Yogscast use it all the time when they're live streaming multiplayer games and stuff on their live stream. But you, there's a free version of it that you can use, and so I used it. You just connect to your PC through the applications, and it was way better than XCloud was, which is ridiculous because I've, I played Halo through Parsec because I could just you know, load the Xbox app up on my PC at home and play it as if it was like a full screen game or whatever. And it ran mm-hmm. more smoothly. Um, 
I also play like Lost Ark on there. I played a game of Dota through Parser. Oh no, I didn't play Dota through Parser, but I played Halo. I played Lost Ark. I played Terranil. The entire demo of Terranil, I played through Parsec. I didn't even play it at okay. home. Um, so it just goes to show really like some technology is great, but there is a limit because I was struggling to play the game at any more than three megabytes per second for a 720p screen. You could boost it all the way up to like your native resolution at home and you can have like an uncapped data per second. But that's yeah. like, you know, I don't have the ability when I'm in London on someone else's Wi-Fi connecting to my Wi-Fi uh, my computer on the network at home, which isn't also exactly the best internet. I haven't got the bandwidth to enjoy the game as much. And there are moments where you do have hitches, you do have problems. And also there's always latency. There was still latency. I could play Halo, but it was I, would, I couldn't play as good as I could at home. And that's yeah. the problem with cloud gaming is it's never going to replace, it's never going to replace it at home. No, I don't think we'll ever get to that network level. No, well, of, of, of not for a long time at least. Yeah, I won't uh, say never. I could imagine Amazon doing it, like at every Amazon warehouse. Do you know what I mean? They could have a, a data yeah. center at every warehouse because if you can get your Prime delivery, you know, before ten PM tonight, you can have your data center there too. You could have one. It's theoretically they could do that if they really wanted to. But it's also up- updating all the lines, especially like in America and mm-hmm. Europe and all that. Like this... in in I think in Asia, they they already they could do it. Yeah, like it, their, their their data is insane over there. But in the West, especially, they they need to they need to upgrade the infrastructure for internet. Definitely, I I don't even have fiber to the property at this point. I have like copper and aluminum. Yeah, I have fiber to the box, but the box is like 300 meters away from the apartment. And then it also has to get to the apartment through copper and aluminum cabling. And then it has to go up the structure of the apartment to the top. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And I'm just, there's a lot of issues there. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's plenty of people that live in apartments, you know, I'm not like the only person that lives in an apartment. So everyone has this issue. There's always these issues. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, doing this kind of thing, like direct storage stuff, is is amazing. And if they can get so the NVMEs are going to get cheaper over the years, the next yes. generation of consoles could have these digital like NVME the stuff. PlayStation Six, jeez. PlayStation Six, the Xbox, Xbox Series, Series X. Y. Se- oh no, Super. It'll have to be like the Xbox Direct Storage. Version. Do you think they'll ever change from the Xbox like X? brand can they can they change from that i think they should do but i i could see them just making the x at the start of xbox more emphasized just going like x box something and then one just one because no one's gonna no one's gonna go and buy the, an, uh, an original xbox one just call it x box well because there's already been an xbox yeah but in homage to it mm-hmm. just like have an x space X, the X space box. What if they decide to design something that isn't a box? What if they just make it all cloud? What if it's the X? Oh my god! It's what if it is a cloud? The design X cloud. And oh no, I don't like this. Oh, what what like other this shape could they do? Them. And then call like the X. Do you remember when when they said the Xbox was going to be like a massive silver X? Kind oh of yeah. Thing? Oh my god! The old. Um, <laughs> the old mock-ups of what it was going to look like oh, and the, the playstation mock- ones were way too uh conservative oh, compared with the bloody banana controller for the playstation 3 i think it was oh my god 
To be fair, concepts. we have we have had some awful controllers. We really have. <laughs> We've had some really bad ones. All right, off, off the top of your head, what's been the best controller? Probably the the Nintendo Pro Controller. Really? Out of all the controllers in the world, well, you pick the Pro Controller. I mean, I haven't, I haven't picked up every controller in the world, but I don't even think like Xbox's controller has the same build quality as a Switch Pro Controller. I think that's the main thing is kind of the build quality for me. But mm. it doesn't have other things that I wish it did have. So maybe it's not the best that I would say. But I haven't I ever used the Xbox 360 controller. Would you? I mean, it is the most mm. uh, widely well tested over time, I suppose. It's lasted yeah, they've probably. N- they've not changed the design. So. No. But sometimes I've. Wow. They've changed it for this, the the new the series line. I guess they've changed it yeah. a bit. I, I specifically remember I bought a PlayStation Four. You took me into the game and went, "Hey, feel this controller, the Xbox Xbox Series X, no Xbox One, right?" And you could tell the difference, and the yeah. comfort in the Xbox One controllers were also high up there. Yes, they are, but they they are a bit bigger, aren't they? I think. Like yeah. compared to the the three sixty ones, can be a bit smaller. You know what? My favorite controller is an A Power. Third party, off brand, <laughs> knockoff, mini sized, wired, three sixty controller. You know what my favorite controller is? A mad mad cat mad PlayStation <laughs> Two controller. Mad cat's PlayStation Two. Yeah, the see through one. The sticky buttons. Yeah, and got turbo. They got the turbo, but oh yes, the turbo <laughs> button. <laughs> My favourite controller is the Wavebird GameCube controller. Oh, the, now, that was a controller. That was a good controller. That was a good controller. Yeah. My favourite controller was the Ouya controller. Ooh, that yeah. came with Ooh, yeah. the Ouya. My favourite controller is the mouse and keyboard. <laughs> My favourite controller <laughs> is the joystick that comes with the Atari 46-in-1 oh, game. Yes, you get the red and the yellow. You know, My you... favourite controller <laughs> is the controller that? you get in planes where you've got that really long one where you unlock all flights. Oh, the you really long one, controller. Yes. My favourite yeah. controller is the Brick Game controller that came with an LCD display. Well, not LCD, not even oh. an LCD display, Lawrence. <laughs> a bloody black and white, that slightly tinted <laughs> green screen that you would play one game of Tetris. That's the only game it would play. <laughs> My favourite controller was the Dreamcast controller. Oh, we bloody love the Dreamcast oh, controller. I love the Dreamcast. My favourite. The 64 one was okay uh, as well. Yeah, for, for all those people that had three hands, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of us, we got arthritis. Wasn't that like a defining moment, though, where people first started, like, claw gripping? That was the beginning of the claw yeah. grip, the the Nintendo yeah, 64, because people were just like, I can't hold this controller. I'm going to have to do some over-the-top some over the top shenanigans mm. on this. And that's how it began. You know do you remember when Nintendo was innovative? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Ugh. Well, we were gonna. I was gonna try and squeeze in some more talk about uh, oh, tunic. Some tunic while we're here. But uh, I could also do it next week. No, oh, squeeze it. Squeeze it. In. Go on. Squeeze it. In. <laughs> All right. Everyone breathing. Breathing for tuning. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I broke it down pretty much earlier as much as I probably needed to to what the game is. What I'll tell you what was a bit annoying about Tunic so far is that because the game is, like, isometric and all the 
all the design is obviously beautiful and everything, but it's very puzzling that way. When you go behind buildings and stuff, it gets very annoying to be like going around corners and the, the developers hidden loads of random off paths everywhere like everywhere there's loads of them and to get around all of these things to go to do all these different places secret entrances and all this stuff you have to be constantly going behind bushes and going around the back of buildings to see if you can sometimes they lead to a dead end but sometimes they don't but my problem with that is is that maybe there's two or three different corners you've got to navigate yourself around but you can't see where you're going because the camera's looking like it's like the camera's head is implanted on the building that you're currently working your way around. You just see a tiny shadow of yourself kind of moving around behind it. But you have to right. navigate your way around it without actually seeing the path. Because the camera doesn't rotate, it's stuck in the isometrical angle. And the only time it unlocks is when you actually have those proper boss fights. And honestly, that's when the game is at its best. When the camera... Yeah is because it just proves he could have done it. It proves the developer could have made the camera spin, open the world up for those kind of things, and then use the fact that you could turn the camera as a way to, like, make you feel smart for checking around a corner to see if there's a path there or something. But instead, mm. it's completely blocked into the boss fights. And the boss fights are amazing. Like, the design of the enemies and the way that the camera shakes and the way the game feels in those fights, it's super... Dark Souls esque. You have a, a like a, an HP bottle that you are drinking from, and you know trying to have like like the flasks in that in that respect. But yeah, um, yeah it's got a lot of things that are, that are Zelda-y in terms of like collectible stuff that gives you more HP over time and mm-hmm. magic over time and stamina, and you use stamina to dodge. Uh, again, it's very Dark Souls in that way. Um, yeah, it's got an interesting like an interesting mix between the two in a very nice balanced way, but I just feel the way that the camera and and the way they designed that was a little bit I got a bit frustrated, I think, more than anything yeah. in some places cuz I feel like I'm wasting time twisting the analog stick in different ways when I don't know what what path where the path is cuz I can't see it. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. that a lot of it's supposed is supposed to be obscured on purpose but when you do that and then there's there's like a dead end or something it kind of just feels like a bit of a waste of time mm. uh, combat wise though you have a sword you have a shield uh, yeah, good. when you block uh, block attack she uses stamina um, mm. I think that's just an Elden Ringy Dark Souls-y thing kind of yeah it's, it's similar yeah um, but what else is there to say? You're a little fox. You're a cute fox. I feel like the way you interact with the world is really nice. Like little bushes and plants will move around and swift around and stuff. Uh, the feel of the game is really beautiful and the the the, the look of the game is really great. Um, I am waiting to kind of play more because I feel like I feel like there's a lot more to discover and learn. There was like points in the yeah. game where I was dying and it just turned out like I went into a pitch black room. And it was completely pitch black. But later on, you get a lantern and the story wants you to go through that place with the lantern. You kind of guide it that way. And you're like, oh, now now I can do it, you know. But um, but then last night I thought to myself, because I was a bit, I got through where I wanted to get through and I beat the boss and all that. But I was like, okay, I want to see how people are talking about Tunic 
um, you know, on stream as if they're a bit further through the game. So I went on to like a, someone's live stream and, yeah. you, and they were kind of, they were quite far through from what I could tell. They were much further than I was. And even then, he was like looking through his inventory at items that have got cryptic names that you don't know yet because they're just kind of, it's, it's not translated. The, the language isn't translated. And even he didn't mm-hmm. know what half the stuff did. He was like, I've got this. I've no idea what it does yet. I've got this. I don't know what it does. Um, I don't really know how to use this. So there's a lot of confusion and learn by doing. And apparently it's about the curiosity of it. But I feel like there's a, there's a limit of yeah. like yeah. being curious about something. And then it literally, I mean, I don't, there is no story right now. The story is you, you can die. And then when you die, you get brought back by something like an, like an ethereal thing. And the instruction manual is like a meta it's like meta gaming the game because you're finding pieces of the instruction manual that teach you how to play, but the instruction manual is in the world that you're you're playing it in. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's a strange. I don't know where I'm going with the game right now. It just <laughs> no. feels like I don't know what I'm doing. It. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> no, that's what it sounds like. Which is which is weird because oh. the reviews are like, this is an insane game. Like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. One of the best games. Like. And I love the game, but I wouldn't, I maybe wouldn't give it a nine or something at this point, like a lot yeah. of people are doing. I, I mean, and obviously I still need to play more of it, but like, I was super hyped about this game. Like, you, you tell me anything is a Zelda like in any form, and I'm, and I'll look into it. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I think that the dodging mechanic is nice. It's got good invincibility frames, and this, it does explain things, and it is. It does teach you by doing in some ways. Mm. Um, I just feel like if you took the best things about a Zelda game and the best things about a Souls-like game and you put them together but you didn't fully polish them, that's what I feel like I'm playing right now. And I don't know really how else to explain the gameplay of Tunic other than that. If you get what I mean. Sounds like a game everyone should play and find out for themselves if they like it or not. Yeah, well, you're not, when you're not paying for it, you know, you, you, there's not a lot of complaining to be done. So, um, but if you were to ask me whether I'd pay 25 quid for it right now, I'd probably say no. I'd probably be like, it's not really a game I'd buy at that price, but I would download it on Game Pass, give it a go for sure, because the boss fights are very rewarding. Um, but I feel more frustration in some of the puzzling enemy bits than I do um, the reward afterwards. Like there are dungeons where you'll go into rooms. Certain enemies have like certain attributes. So like, you know, there's like a, a squid thing that it only appears in water. And then as soon as it sees you, it spins and flies, it flings itself at you. So the only way to really kill it is to, block with your shield which will freeze it which is also a very Zelda thing to do then you can give it Hmm. a go you never go at it but I feel like the difficulty only really ramps up when there's more enemies of different types having a go like one enemy of each type you can get through super easy but then instead of there being a harder enemy I've felt in sometimes they've just kind of put more enemies on the screen to make you fight and just kind of manage instead of just make it like the enemy's harder. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, you could be one enemy, but what about this one, this one, and this one together? And I feel like it's not a cop-out or anything, but 
It's not the best way to ramp up the difficulty in certain areas, I don't think. Just to be like, mm. oh, here's just a load of them. See if you can beat them. Uh, maybe that's just because I don't play that many of these types of games yet. But, you know, that's just what my experience is from this point of view. You're so. still on the learning path. I am. I still like it, though. It's still good. It's still pretty. It's still good looking. It's still very rewarding to fight the bosses. So I may continue on and maybe I'll report back about it. Right. But there you go. I suppose that's all I can say about Chinit because you've not played it, so you have no opinion. No, I'm not a <clears throat> Scooby Doo. No. So I hope that my explanation of that was. Ex- did, did I explain enough? Well enough for you? I think you did. I think I think you explained. I think you explained more <laughs> okay. than enough for us. Very good. It's always hard when I'm when going both... to have to offset it now with Hogwarts Legacy. The problem is, is when we both don't play the same game, and then one of us has to explain it to the other. That's. Like it's not like you could have an opinion to bounce back off of me. Like we can't I have think a conversation it about it. Terrible! It's a bad game. The developers should feel bad and everything. <laughs> right. Well, on that wholesome note, I think we're done for today. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the um, what was it that was happening? GDC. There you go. GDC. GDC is next um, week. And also. Uh, are you planning on getting uh, Tiny Tina's Teeny Tiny Teeny Tiny's no, Wonder? I'm not a fan of Borderlands. We won't be talking about that uh, next week then. But uh, unless it's on Game Pass, is it on Game Pass? No, I don't think I so. Think it's Epic Games. It's 2K, so uh, no. maybe. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, we'll GDC stuff next week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, everybody. If you did, make sure. Why can't everything be on Game Pass? I know Game Pass is just like the solution. It if is. you have a console, Game Pass. If you have a PC. Game Pass. If you're a PlayStation, get an Xbox. If you've got a Steam Deck, <laughs> if you've got a Steam Deck, <laughs> install Windows, download it on Game Pass. It's so simple. If you've got a phone, get Game Pass. Xbox on, on Game Pass. Nintendo if you've got Switch, a Switch oh, get rid of get it and rid- get an Xbox. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> get a Steam Deck so you can emulate your Nintendo. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Even better. Get a PC, emulate it on your PC. But only emulate games you own, and it's still a morally oh, difficult yes. grey area. Grey area. Very good. Well, but we all do it. <laughs> hope you have a safe and uh, happy and and you know uh, a long joyous a joyous week ahead of you. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye for now. That was really long and drawn out. It was, yeah. You did well. I didn't even finish it. No. We're up to date on the podcast now. Yeah, we? Yeah, this is is it now. That's nice. Back up to speed.